All right, howdy. Welcome back to Windley Mania, the greatest podcast you've never heard of, brought to you by the greatest band that you have never heard of. It is uh, Windley, at Windley underscore band. you got to follow all that crap. I'm the best in the world, Andrew Reidner, and with me as always, man's best friend, Devin Hopkins. Devin. Yes. <laughs> how you doing, Mal? I'm doing great. How you doing, pal? I'm doing awesome. Who's Mal? Hmm? Said, you said how, he said how you doing, Mal? Well, I didn't mean to say that. Did, you, you're trying to say Obviously. man and pal at the same time. Yeah, you know, Mal. Mal. Yeah. That's good. How you doing, Mal? You should you should make that a thing, <laughs> and we can all help get it to catch on. I feel like that's uh, how like a lot of like languages kind of like uh, sparked their growth was just saying random bullshit string together and just gibberish. And, and then it's like, and then oh, it's like, oh wait, now that makes sense. So, so, you know. Oh, that's what is that? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> banana. Okay, I guess that's what we'll call it then. Yeah. And then it just took off it took off from there and you're man's best mal i guess so man pal all right still not a fan terrible weather it's bringing me down <laughs> don't like it so uh you know um folks let me let me ask you something well actually let me tell you something as opposed to asking hmm? uh there's gonna be a point in your life uh maybe a year maybe two years hopefully as soon as possible where you're gonna be asking yourself where were you when you first heard of Bubba Graham, where, where, where in the world, who, who is that? Well, you know who it is if you're asking yourself that, you know, where did you first hear him? Well, I first heard him. Um, I don't remember actually where I was, so maybe. I think we you know, were here. Uh, I guess I was here when I first heard him, but as far as you, man's best friend, Devin Hopkins, <laughs> and uh, our, our pal, the power lifter, Costin, yeah. you guys were both like, you need to check this guy out immediately <laughs> because it's it's pretty incredible uh this it's as far as um the amount of charisma that is pulsing through the the two songs i i got to hear and um you guys are like this guy is a gym yeah <laughs> super passionate oh, yeah i i i as like five minutes after i met him i yeah. texted the group chat yeah and said you guys gotta check <laughs> yeah him out. I, th I think that's what it was yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. so i don't know where you were when uh, i texted everybody i was at home yeah yep. and uh but yeah we are joined by the king <laughs> the honorable Bubba Graham. How are you, sir? Oh, my gosh. What an intro. <laughs> I really appreciated that. I was trying so hard not to make any noise. <laughs> it was so exciting to hear that. I'm like, wow, these guys are awesome. Already, I like both of them. I, oh, my gosh. I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, that so much, man. Yeah. So, uh, Devin brought you to my attention. So, yeah. how did you guys end up meeting? Yeah, so I actually was at Arcadia Studios. Um, they're planning a a video, a music video concept with uh, Pat there. And uh, that night we were working on everything, and that's when Costin and Devin came in. Um, and what's you guys' drummer's name? Chad. Chad yeah. uh, came in, and all three of them came in. And that was uh, he was our guitar player. In that yeah, and same thing. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, <laughs> my bad. Oh, uh, sorry, Chad. Uh, right. And. We just got to talking. I just uh, struck up conversation, and they seem like really, you know, down to earth, nice guys. And um, I think it was Pat who encouraged me to uh, 
show them my stuff, show them what music I've been working on. And I showed it to them and I was really excited about it. And they gave me some really, really great reactions. And it really, I, honestly, that made my, uh, that made my evening after meeting them, those three, I, I literally went home and I called my mom. I was like, guys, I met these metalheads. They're so nice. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed, uh, that conversation and everything. So that's pretty much where it started, man. Nice. So, Spilled beer all over now, but good job, Devin. Great Thank job you. out of you, pal. <laughs> all over my Bay Street. Shout out Bay Street t shirt, <laughs> Bay Street. Um, so what, how would you describe what you're doing right now? Like, so I didn't really actually bring that up, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah. So, what, 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 what is it that you do? What do I do? Yeah, yeah. What don't I do? No, literally, um, what don't what you do? do I do <laughs> like I. I am now confidently standing firm, flat-footed, stating that I am an artist now and believing in that wholeheartedly. Yeah. I've always written music, I've always sang, um, but it really wasn't until a couple of months ago, literally, that I made the decision that I was like, you know what, I will be 30 next year, why not? Let's do this. This sure. is what I've always wanted to do since I was a kid. Yeah. And um, I'm so grateful that I kind of took that step of faith and um, I'm not looking back, man. So I consider myself an artist. Um, I, I sing. It kind of goes, you know, this three tier here. I, I sing, I write, I act. And, uh, but really, you know, singing and writing, you know, go, goes hand in hand with songwriting, of course. And, um, that's been just so much fun to be able to do, but honestly, to be able to hear my music now play back to me, like the melodies and everything that I created up in my head to hear them back, play back to me is just wild. And I just hope and pray that I never lose that excitement about sure. music, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. So where are you from? So I am originally from Lake City, South Carolina. Lake City, right on. Uh, uh, originally from Lake City, but we moved to Pauley's Island, South Carolina, where um, I went to high school, and um, I pretty much stayed there for most of the time, and then from high school, I came down here to Conway, or the Conway area, and uh, went to Coastal, and pretty much stayed there from 2012 to this point, so... 2012 undergraduate and I think 2017 was graduate school then first job in 2018 and then from 2018 up to this point I've been working for the university right on yeah. so what what kind of stuff like what what was what was it like coming up you know what kind of stuff would you listen to usually Coming up, oh my gosh, man. I was listening to a lot of stuff. Oh. I mean, I was listening to everybody from Michael Jackson to Fallout Boy huh. to Paramore to Evanescence to um to even gospel records, you know, from CC to BB Winans. I was listening to Country Alan Jackson. Um, but I mean, growing up, I mean, in the, in the, riding in the car with my dad, it was literally country music and gospel music. That's all we listened to. But it wasn't until really I discovered Michael Jackson at a young age that I was like, what is this? 
who is this? <laughs> I remember we, uh, my parents took me to a um, Dollar General, uh, or my mom took me to a Dollar General in uh, Darlington, South Carolina, once upon a time, long, long time ago. I don't know how I still remember this. And um, there was a Michael Jackson tape of his present or his past, present, future tour. And it was a VHS. And I got that. And I remember playing that over and over and over again because it was so compelling to see one man be so passionate about music. But not only that, to look at the crowd and the audience and see them go crazy uh, over the music and over, over him. That was just something that was so cool to me. Yeah. You know, yeah. so fascinating. So I, I'm really all over the place when it comes to um, music That's and good. music interests yeah. and stuff. You can That's definitely good. like hear it in your songs too. We talked about that a little bit. I oh, think yeah. I think it was, uh, I don't know if it was Daryl or uh, Pat that was like, yeah, yeah he, it, it's like, it's like he, he, they described you as an alien that was dis- that was shown all popular music. Yeah. And like yeah. what you make is the product of that. And it's yeah. like a really like it's it really like what what you make is kind of just a blend of everything you mentioned Thank you so much. in like the most like cool way like most like unique way possible. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I love pop music. I consider my music pop music. Oh yeah, for um, sure. But it may not be your synthetic copy and paste pop music uh-huh. it's kind of just the music that gets stuck in your head that's oh, yeah. the kind of music i love oh yeah that's what i consider pop music yeah you know? it's that i those two songs are have been in my head since <laughs> i heard them i'm not even i'm not making that up oh i'll like, catch myself just like i'm the king man <laughs> <laughs> yes. or what's the, the line in the cornbread song cornbread oh. and cornrows uh good foods what i'm looking at I yeah think good <laughs> foods what i'm looking at yeah, yeah i think that a lot I'm like that's a that's a yeah, that's a yeah, good yeah. line yeah man um but yeah for sure like all all of that like you blend it together so well and you can you can tell it is mm. genuine it's not mm. like it's not try hard mm, you I can tell that. that it's like real and Thank that you. is like that's probably like that's like the best part is like this is this dude is passionate and you can Thank hear it you, through man. the song. Yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate that, man. I, I really do. So with your like wide array of like all this taste you have, yeah. how would you like let's say you're approaching someone who has just a very, very narrow minded yeah. or just, just like not a, casual, a lot of just a regular very casual <laughs> what what three albums would you give to them? To be like, hey, this is what expanded my horizons. Like, what I think this would really help you a lot. Well, oh what, what my those gosh, three, three albums, albums. Can I name three albums? Well, you know. Um, let's see. Oh my gosh. Um, I would say, I think it was the 25th anniversary. I might have to look it up here, but I think it was the 25th anniversary of Michael Jackson's Bad. I think that album came out not too long ago. I'd have to open the door if you uh, want some internet. Um, oh, okay, well, no worries, no worries, no worries. We don't have to worry about it. We don't have to worry about it. Um, but I would, I would do that. I would do. Let's see, three albums. Let's see. Um, gosh, come on! Of course, I would be drawing a blank on albums. Can I maybe do songs? Sure, sure, yeah. yeah. Can I do songs? Okay, yeah, that's fine. Okay, cool. Let's let's do songs. Let's do songs. I'm better with songs than albums. So, okay, number one, I would have somebody listen to if if like let's say an alien came here and they didn't know anything about music. <laughs> what is music? What is that? Yeah. I would play them Streetwalker. By Michael Jackson. Okay. I was just listening to that on the way here. Honestly, 
hands down one of his best songs. There's this part, and I'm sure when if you guys play the song or hear it one day, there's a part that like where the music cuts out and it's just his vocals, and it gets me every time. Sure. It, I, like it makes me so happy to hear, it and I just oh my gosh. So Streetwalker by Michael Jackson. I would do. Um, it's only love by Tina Turner, rest in peace, and Brian Adams. Yeah. Um, and I would do for the third one. Let's see, what can we do? Oh, disturbs a uh, cover of uh, "Sound of Silence." Oh, wow, interesting. interesting. That's interesting. That's an interesting uh, third pick based on the other two. <laughs> yes, everything yes. against yes. The, everything against the original. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I. I think I've heard the the original once before, and it was really really cool. The original of Sound of Silence is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Simon and Gilles. I was like, wow, yeah. it was cool to see their take on it. I mean, I know some people are like, oh, I don't like it, and some people really like it, yeah. but I just that was my introduction into Disturbed when somebody was like, Yo, dude, you got to hear this. So, um, so those would be my. Three songs. I mean, I know there's a lot more. There's like a laundry there's list. A of songs. There's, there's a lot, lot of songs. There's a lot of songs that I would want to do. But yeah, yeah. I feel like for me, all of those have um really great vocal and musical moments in them that I would want, you know, someone else to hear. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. So you're working at CCU yeah. and you're about to turn 30. Yeah. And... So what was there like a moment in time that you remember of like, hey, I really want to do this music thing or or it just I, I assume with your love of music, it's yeah. just sort of built up to that. But what was what was your like process going into it? Like, I'm going to do this now. Oh, my gosh, man. Great question. I was. It was really it all sparked um, a, a conversation between a buddy and I. I we were talking and um, he was talking about how, you know, I was just listening to him rant about, you know, things going on in his life. And he was talking about how he put some music up on uh, SoundCloud. And at the time I wasn't, I was listening to music, but I wasn't re really writing at the time. I wasn't really doing anything. And that was earlier this year. And um, when he told, when he said that it was almost like a, a lighter kind of, flickered inside i was like wait what and i went to go check out his music and awesome guy really really love him but i was like i can do this yeah. i was like if he can do it i can do it sure and um i just got excited all over again so i i did what every millennial did does when they're trying to get famous get on tiktok <laughs> and i got on tiktok and i started um just Posting videos of me singing, singing everything from Frank Sinatra to Bill Withers to uh, Carrie Underwood, singing everything. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I posted a um, a freestyle that I did <laughs> of uh, it was Ariana Grande's Seven Rings, which is a playoff of the Jonko Trade song. Right? Uh, <laughs> uh, my favorite things. It's the yeah, my favorite things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's the playoff of that. So I did a little freestyle of that. And that went semi-viral. I mean, I think right now it's at 120K likes Damn. or whatever <laughs> and 2,000 comments. And every one of those comments were so positive and so uplifting. And they were like, dude, where's the album? 
First, who oh, are shit. you? First of all, <laughs> like, yeah. w- like, where has this voice been? And that was so affirming for me that it made me realize, okay, I, I'm, I'm doing the right thing. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm doing what I need to do. And, um, you know, that went, I kept posting up videos, but then like any viral sensation, there's a lull when, you know, you're, you're at the peak and then it just kind of goes downhill where, you know, you're not getting as many likes anymore, not many comments anymore, even if you're continuously posting. And I was starting to get a little frustrated because I'm like, okay, this isn't quite working. The whole, you know, singing the videos or whatever and the little freestyles, they're not really working. I mean, I'm getting some engagement, but not much. And um, I had a choice. I, I could feel it internally. I had a choice where it was either stop and do whatever, do something else, or make it happen, find something, do something. And genuinely, man, I, with righteous anger, I was like, <laughs> I'm going to do this. So yeah. I immediately got on, I was, <clears throat> excuse me, I was looking up um, information for a fresh brood, <clears throat> excuse me, and I heard that they um, do a, a open mic night. Yeah. I was looking for um, people on, I downloaded this this app that needs a lot of work, no offense <laughs> to these guys, but it's called Vamper, and <laughs> it's supposed to be a app that connects musicians, but I guess many people don't really use it as much. But yeah. anyway, I say all that to say I was really, really trying. I was like that day. I remember on Facebook, I think I, there's even a post out there where I said, who wants to start a band? Like I literally was, I was like, I'm going to make this happen. I don't know how. And I promise you, I promise you on everything that I have, literally at that moment i was facetiming my sister at that moment a pop a, a notification popped up on my phone now if you know anything about having a popular video on tiktok or any social media platform you're if you it's if it, if it's fairly popular you're not going to get all of the notifications on your phone. You're not going to see them. You're just going to open the app and then you'll see them there, but they won't pop up as notifications sometimes because there's so many. Well, this notification popped up and it was from Theo Johnson and he works at Arcadia and he was like, Hey man, um, you know, we got a studio in Myrtle beach, check your DMS would like, like to work with you. And I was like, okay. So I checked my (laughs) DMS and he was like, yo, I used to see you around campus at coastal. I didn't know you could sing. We've got a studio. I would love to work with you. And I chatted him back immediately. I was like, yo, I would love to work with it. And he was like, hey, actually, um, do you, uh, uh, can I can I call you? And I was like, yeah, you can call me. Called and we chatted on the phone. Everything that he was saying was in alignment with what I wanted because I wanted to work with a diverse group of people. I wanted I wanted people who were familiar with rock music and metal music and, and hip hop and things and pop music and country music. I wanted uh, uh, people who were very, um, had a very expensive uh, catalog. And, uh, you know, he let me know that the producers or the sound engineers were those guys. And I was like, great, awesome. And he was like, actually, what are you doing? I'm like, nothing, just sitting in my apartment. He was like, <laughs> come check out the studio. And I was like, okay. So all of this happened in a span of 10, 15 minutes. That's so cool. <laughs> and literally, stars I went aligned. out there and uh, honestly, the stars did align. And I genuinely went out there, loved everything I saw, and immediately began writing again, man. And that's what it was. Yeah. You know? So you 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 saw the situation with the studio. You were convinced yeah. with that. 
And that's, did you write these two songs immediately or so, did you have these so already? So Cornbread and Cornrows was something that I kind of had in my back pocket that I worked on like maybe last summer that I wrote last summer. Because yeah. last summer, it's funny, it popped up in my mind. I wasn't really truly convinced. I didn't really, there wasn't much conviction like there is now. But last summer I was like, hmm, what if I did country music? <laughs> that was just a passing thought. So I just wrote that song kind of speaking to Southern things that I know. Um, so I wrote that last summer. But King, that track, that's what set it off for me. Because the day I was supposed to work on Cornbread and Cornrows, um, I heard the instrumental for King. And I was like, I got to write to this. I got to write to this. So I wrote to it. And by the end of it, how I knew it was real and how I knew that this is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life was genuinely at the end of writing that song, I was crying. I was like, huh. this is what I want. Yeah. This is who I am. So me stating that I'm a king is nothing against anybody else. It's just me being finally confident and like I said, flat footed in what I want to do yeah. and kind of make way I'm here. You know what I mean? And, um, and it's not like I needed to convince anybody of that, but I needed to convince myself that I was worthy enough to be able to do something. Sure. And so I went into the studio and I gave it all I got. And, um, I, I left that, uh, the studio so proud and so happy of myself. And actually when that, when I recorded that, that was one of the, um, tougher weeks for my job because all the students were leaving we had to do walkthroughs throughout the room so it was a lot of stress and even my boss was like do you need help are you okay is everything all right and i'm like i'm good i got my song i'm good i'm the, I'm the I literally, king. no literally that was my mindset i was blasting that to the top like at the top of my headphones i was literally playing that all day all week just to get through that week um, so yeah, so King is, is fairly new, but corn and corn, cornbread and cornrows was written uh, a little bit last summer. Cool. So like, what do you think you could like verbally recreate what your songwriting process is as far yeah, as like, sure. Where, so, you at, where are you? you? Pen and paper. What kind of pen and paper do you use? You know, we're talking paper. You got some on TV. We're talking like, about a fountain. Yeah, what's, um, what's, what, are you talking about specifically for those songs or just in general? Or just in general. Are, do you? Do you have like any sort of like process? I'm gonna sit down and do this, or does just stuff like maybe like hit your head and you're like sometimes it later? comes to me. Sometimes I mean, funny enough, sometimes it comes to me in my sleep, and I wake up immediately and I grab my phone and I just uh, 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 <laughs> I like I just like hum or or mumble uh, some you know gibberish just to the melody that I hear in my head, and then I was like I'll deal with it tomorrow. Um, <laughs> but other times I either think of a word or a theme and I try to mentally figure out a melody that would give that vibe of what I'm going for. Um, you know, I don't know how to read music and uh, I, I used to when I was younger because I used to play the violin and the saxophone and the French horn, but I just kind of got away from it when I was younger. Um, but... I the melodies just kind of come to me and I just sit there and write. Now, if I mainly start off with like I said that theme or that word, and then I'll just into my phone, kind of like what I do when I just wake up in the middle of the night. I'll just start 
mumbling some gibberish to the rhythm, to the tempo, and to the uh, melody that I create. And then I go back and I listen to it, and then I start adding words into those different parts for it to make sense. And I and I love it because it's almost like a brain teaser for me. I get to sit down and like almost to me, it feels like put together a puzzle, you know, <laughs> like sit back and like put this song together and see how it's going to work. So, yeah. Did some, did, did you have someone produce your like, uh, instrumentals or do, do you have any like, yeah. Voice on so that? King, uh, that was an instrumental that I found on beat stars or beat makers. Uh, one of those and with a producer named senpai, really, really awesome instrumentals, but DC, uh, at Arcadia, he from scratch, uh, did cornbread and cornrows. Oh, okay. You said he like he, tracked the like yeah, actual bass. Yeah, to he it did too, the bass. Right? He did the yeah. guitar. He did the uh, the uh, keyboard. He did everything. And um, I told him, I said, "Man, it, uh, I've been told by other people it sounds like you're having fun." He was like, "No, I was stressed." He was like, "Cause <laughs> I didn't know." He was like, "You were singing." Cause and that's another thing too that I like about this process, at least in the studio with DC, is that I just start singing and then he's like. He just starts to try to find it. Wait, like, so the, the vocal melody came first for that one? Oh yeah. Holy shit. That's, <laughs> that is, that's, that's how that I come up with sick. all my songs. I don't uh -huh. come up with any instrumental because I don't know how to play anything. Uh -huh. I always wanted to learn, but I don't know how to play anything. So, um, I mean, when I was younger, but I forgot. So, um, so literally I come up with all the vocal melodies and he's able to hear those melodies and say, okay, what fits and what doesn't. And then I'm able to confirm and be like, oh, I like that. Or no, I think I was going for something like this. So that's pretty much how Cornbread and Cornrows came Damn. about. And that's more likely how the rest of the album is going to come about. You showed about. A, you, sh you, got, you gave us a sneak peek. I won't share a lot, but you gave us a sneak peek and I'm hyped for it. Yeah, so that sneak peek that I showed him, it was a, a song, totally different vibe. I think all of my songs are going to give a completely different vibe, but all good songs. So that, so it's not just, uh, wh wh where does it branch out to if it's just not, you know, pop and hip hop leaning Well, pop? it's all under the umbrella of pop, Yeah, yeah. but there's going to be like some, some sub genres that I kind of play with. I love the 80s. Sure. I love the 80s. I feel like everybody loves the 80s. I love the 80s. I wasn't there, but it Me either. Cool. I wasn't there either. But I love it for the iconic fashion, but more importantly for the music. For Good. More importantly for the music. If you guys heard that crack, it was literally the chair. Um, <laughs> do you want to switch real quick? Uh, I'll be okay. Okay. Um, no, so... It was amazing, you know, that time, or it seemed amazing. I don't know. Obviously, like you said, I wasn't there, um, but there's a song that I have that is going to be my third single. So I'm saving that song I showed you guys for the album. Right. Um, but the third single that I have is in the vein of rock, pop, 80s synthy kind of vibe. Interesting. Just because yeah. I love that sound. Yeah, yeah. And I want to play with that sound. Yeah. And I want to see what my voice sounds like on that sound. Yeah. So, yeah. How would you see your stuff, you know, maybe like the next release or the release after that? How do you see it like yourself evolving? Or is that still just going to um, be a mystery? I think I'm figuring that as, figuring that out as I go. But... It's just one of those things where regardless of what the song is, I just want to make sure that it's true to me. Sure. 
You know what I mean? Like, I don't want, if I'm rapping on a song, great, fantastic. Do I really believe what I'm saying? You know what I mean? That's the point. So, honestly, I could dip into any bag that I have um, to kind of play around with different sounds or different melodies um, and just kind of see. I think what's going to really play into my evolution as an artist is when I'm praying for it. Um, <laughs> oh, is when I get my own band. Sure. When I get my own group of guys together who yeah. can play to my stuff um, and, you know, play my stuff. Like I, I feel like that's the, after the album and everything has come out, I feel like that's obviously the next step for me because I want to get into the space of where I'm playing live and where I can have a live audience um, so I can feed off that energy, so I can see what what hits, what doesn't hit, so I can play around, so I can really gauge what it's like because it's one thing to write a song. It's another thing to record the song. It's another thing to perform the song. For and sure. I want to make sure that I am at the top of my game at in each area, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? I don't want to just be someone who's a great writer or a great singer and a great, you know, um, just have a, can make a great song, but I want somebody to be able to deliver that live as well. So, um, so for me, I think what's going to really play into that evolution or give me an idea as far as where I want to go next or what I want to do next will be kind of what I get back from the audience, from their reactions to what I do. Granted, I'm uh, at the end of the day, regardless, I'm going to make music that makes me happy. That's the best. But, that's the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing is that like I'm making music that makes me happy genuinely um, and makes me proud of me. And um, if I could just get 15 people out of this on this whole entire planet to just like my stuff and genuinely be committed to being fans of mine then i'm i'm, I'm gold yeah so you're you're attempting the band at some point yeah and uh but i guess it's mainly still like a solo endeavor in some way right I mean, yep so but how would you want to have this all of your music kind of like what are you trying to convey about yourself if you could if you have an idea i am trying to convey I am trying to convey a different version of type of man that I haven't seen before. Let me expand upon that. So I haven't seen at least modern day. I haven't seen really too many black popular artists, black male artists um, in that pop space, you know, I mean, sure. You have people like Lil Nas X who's doing his thing. Um, you have Bruno Mars, um, which I don't know. Is he black? I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, you have Bruno Mars, you have, um, you know, a lot of guys who are out there in the pop space doing it, but I feel like just, I have something different. And I don't think that I'm able to articulate that completely right now, but I know that it starts with my voice. I don't sound like everybody else. No, no. You know, no, I don't. In a, good, in a great way. Yeah, the best, thank you. The best way. I don't sound like everybody else. And to that point, though, that was part of the reason why I was very discouraged about doing music earlier when I was younger, because, you know, growing up, 
going to, um, you know, in high school and even in college, listening to guys like Chris Brown and Trey Songs and Neo and Usher and all these guys who are black men in, you know, these uh, very, very high places, very successful, very talented artists. Um, they, I didn't sound like them. So I was very discouraged by just being able to participate in music at all. So for me, I want to just be able to convey um, there's the possibility. There we go. I want to be able to convey to, you know, those coming up, you know, those kids coming up in music that it is possible to be different and still enjoy what you do, love what you do, and other people enjoy and love what you do as well. You don't have to um, sound like everybody else. And I mean, Tina Turner is m one of my top six uh, musical influences because um, just her sheer, just the, her voice alone was freaking massive and powerful and could rip the paint off of walls. And um, I think there's an interview out there where she's talking to somebody where, you know, she even thought to herself, she was like, wow, I don't sound like Diana Ross. But that's okay, yeah. you know, and having someone as iconic as she was to say something like that, it really inspired me to, especially with my own voice, to be like, I don't sound like uh, Chris Brown, but that's okay. I, there's there's a place at the table for me too. You sound like Bubba Graham. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. There's Bubba no Graham. Bubba Graham. <laughs> you know, and I, I want to be able to show those coming after me and even those alongside me that you don't have to stick to the status quo. I don't look like, I don't sound like anything in my opinion, anything that I've ever seen. And I feel like it's my responsibility to fill that gap. So if nobody else is going to do it, then why not me? And uh, that sounds like a tall order and I believe it is, but I am, like I said, I'm flat footed in it and I'm going to do it, you yeah. know? So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just really, really excited about the, the next chapters and where this is going to take me. And I'm here for the ride. I'm not, I'm not, I mean, sure. I've got, you know, goals and stuff like that, but I'm just taking it one step at a time, just enjoying the entire process. I'm taking the scenic route. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not in any rush to go anywhere, yeah. you know? So. Which in the most case, I feel like in most uh, musical ambitions, the scenic route is usually the only route. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Unless you know somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Nothing wrong with that. But um, yeah. yeah, I, that was a, just that I'm, I was really touched by actually what you said about all mm. that. Actually it was um, about being different and stuff. Yeah. And, Damn. Uh, it really, it really. You it, said it way better than me. I just said about being different and stuff, but <laughs> <laughs> so that's I how you you know, that, that's how great at a you know I'm such a wordsmith. You are. Um, You're a, a modern day Shakespeare. I, I, yeah, absolutely. More like a shit spear. Please, sure, man. Um, shit's piss. But I was thinking about that. You, you said all that, and you're super passionate. But again, you've only been this has only been a you're in month one right now. Month two. Month two. Month two. Month two have taken it like yeah. full force. Yeah. And like, I think the reason why. There's so much inertia, so much energy pushing me forward and why I, I'm this passionate right now and I don't plan to let up, let up anytime soon 
is because it's it's always been there. It's always been in the back of my mind. It's always been my heart to do. Yeah. It's always been there. But I was too afraid to admit it to myself. I was too chicken to step out and do it. I was too chicken to go out here and sing at a bar and forget the lyrics. I was too <laughs> I was too chicken to get out here and go to a karaoke night and and suck. Like I I was I was afraid of messing up. Yeah. I was afraid of seeming stupid. I was afraid of not doing well, not being able to perform. But I understand that failure is a part of the whole game, is a part of life. Yeah. And you can't allow that to hold you back, especially from the thing that you know you were created to do. Like nobody can convince me otherwise. I don't care if I don't ever hit Billboard or... Um, VH1 or be on MTV or anything like that or or I like I don't care about any of that. I just told one of my um one of my coworkers today if I just work at Coastal and get to do this on the side um because I love to do it, I'm content. Do I have ambitions ambitions that are greater than that? Of course. But I and I want to take it all the way. I want to go as far as I possibly can with this. Um but I think it's it's been a long time coming, you know. I, I it's one of those things where like, like I said, nobody can convince me otherwise because this has always been there. I was just too afraid to admit it to myself because I didn't want to fail and look stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what what would month two Bubba say to day one Bubba? About what's, what's day one, and now are we talking about day one of this year or just like well, day one? A start of this whole thing. I know if, again, you've had it in the back of your mind for yeah. a while, or perhaps what would you even say to the Bubba that was like had that first inkling of like, hey, this this music thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go back there. Yeah, I would be like, man, <laughs> do it. I'd be like, do it because it's going to fulfill you in a way that nothing ever has yeah. do it do it i promise you you won't regret it like i would be able to tell him like you will you will love yourself and love the creative process and just love your voice and and everything so much more if you just step out and just do it and don't care what anybody else says mm-hmm. or thinks you know is there any any like uh, roadblocks per se in the past two months? Um, roadblocks. Really, I would say the only roadblock is just making sure that I stay consistent mm-hmm. on writing. You know, because even though I have pretty much the whole first album that I'm working on, uh, the comeback King, by the way, um, I, I have that all written and done. Um, still write, continue to write. Like don't, don't let up on the gas on that either. Even though nobody's hearing these songs now that I'm writing, you know, that won't be on the album. Um, that's okay. Continue to write. Continue to work that muscle. It's like going to the gym. Just because you just go, went to go do this um, Mr. Olympia and, you know, you look great and you won a trophy for it doesn't mean that, like, tomorrow you 
can't or you shouldn't go to the gym. Like still go to the gym, do what you need to do, put in the work, put in your hours, put in your time. So um, trying to stay consistent with that, I would say it's not necessarily a roadblock, but it's just something that I want to make sure that I keep in mind as I move forward, that I don't get so distracted by everything else that I'm not still refining my my craft also to um protecting my voice um as i said to you guys earlier is that like uh with me talking all day and stuff like that like i i understand that uh you know this is the money maker this is this is what i <laughs> or this is what i want to be the money maker so with that being said i've got a you know vocal care and everything like that so even when I'm at home and I'm feeling it, like I can't go all out. I can't be like belting it at the top of my lungs. <laughs> so I've got to to bring it down. I've got to bring it down. So, you know, just little stuff like that that I've got to keep in mind um, or keep in check right now um, is really what I've been facing. I mean, I've been so grateful to be met with nothing but positivity from everybody who's come across my music and everybody who's come across me. And um, that's something that I'm truly grateful for because I believe, um, you know, for a long time, I was convinced that there were no good people in the entertainment business, no good people in the music business. And um, I think that that was, you know, kind of passed on to me um, you know, from outside sources and just watching and just listening to other people talk. But it's it's been amazing to be able to connect with you guys, be able to connect with so many of so many other people um who truly are encouraging. And like, dude, keep going. You know, don't yeah. stop. Yeah, you'll you'll once you're like in it, you'll meet a lot of people in the kind of like DIY realm of yeah. the, whether it's like punk or metal or yeah. what you're with your pop and you know hip-hop yeah. stuff you're gonna meet people that are on the same grind as you are yeah that are gonna hype you up yeah. the way that you need to be because yeah. that's kind of like anywhere we've you know done our thing like you'll meet bands or people that are doing their thing and they're gonna hype you up like speaking of that you, you guys got to give me the information for your show this weekend so i can so i can come oh uh, well, that would have been last weekend, but we'll let you know. We'll let you know. We'll, <laughs> oh, we'll let you know when we turn this <laughs> gotcha, off. Okay, and by okay. the way, that show was a oh, that, yeah, that show was a real ring dinger. That Hoot was a good nanny. time. What was we the final number Hoot on that? Huh? What was the final number? Eighteen hundred. They allowed eighteen hundred people to get. Yeah, it was house? a capacity crowd. Ninety three thousand four hundred nineteen. <laughs> wow. Screaming Hulkamaniacs. <laughs> Winley Maniacs. Yeah, Winley Maniacs. They all came at five. <laughs> they all came at five. They all got there. Whatever you guys have your next show, definitely gotta let me know. Yeah, so I can come out and support and have a good time. Sure. Um, so, with all that positive feedback, yeah. I mean, what are what are people saying? Like, exactly. Like, what's really um, the biggest the the thing that has the most tallies behind it, as far as what I've heard, is um, I've never heard anything like this before. Sure. Yeah. That's yeah. And to be honest, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I, love I, I love it. I love it. I love when people say. <clears throat> that I heard that it sounds familiar, but at the same time is different. And it's not just different, it's good. Yeah. You know, I really appreciate that. Yeah. You know, so that would be the number one co compliment that I've gotten. Um, another thing is that, you know, I heard that people were like, they're like, dude, we can hear literally in your voice and in your delivery that you're passionate about this like you like 
we can hear it. Yeah. Like you want to do this. Yeah. You know, you're hungry for it, you know? And, um, I mean, I heard that from of the, one of the football coaches, uh, or his wife, really, one of the football coaches up at a Waccamaw and, uh, high school. And, um, I don't know, that was just amazing to hear, you know, stuff like that. Because, I mean, as an artist, you're kind of putting your heart out there, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't know how people are going to react to it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I got to be honest. Do I know if I would have kept this same positivity or the same mindset if people didn't react as positively? Maybe not. I don't know. But I'm just grateful for what I got right now. And it seems like everybody's super into it so far and wants to see where it goes. Yeah. So I saw it uh, from DC. Is that correct? DC. Yeah, Daryl. Yeah. Oh, Daryl. Okay. That, that, yeah, I was like, yeah. uh, first of all, I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like who's DC again? And then I was like, oh, Daryl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Have you had any opportunities arise to uh, perhaps collab with any other artists or producers or whatnot? Any, um, so I've been working with DC and Gage there at Arcadia. Yeah. Um, he's working on a couple stuff with me. Um, I've It's been in the works and talks about me collaborating. I'm all about collaboration. I love the idea of collaborating and I want to collaborate with as many people as I possibly can. Um, I don't care the genre. I, I mean, even if it's just a writing session, that's fine. Like I don't, it doesn't have to be anything like on mic. Like I can just sit down and we can write a song together or something. Like I would love to do that, you know? Um, so any collaboration I'm all for, I'm all for, um, but yeah, I've got, I think there's uh, one guy, Christian, who is an artist out there in art for Arcadia. He, uh, we've been talking about doing, doing something that's a little bit, uh, latin american inspired so that's so that's going to be fun spanish inspired so that's going to be awesome um and really he's the only one that i've consistently talked to everybody else has just been kind of be like a, a passing thought but i'd always love to collaborate and get with as many people as i can right on so have you been able to like start to immerse yourself more in like a, the local scene around here, or did you ever any involvement at all, like beforehand? No, see, that's the thing. No involvement at oh, all. Okay. You know, I think I'm just now getting into it, and that's why I kind of blurted out, like, "Hey, I want to see your next show," because <laughs> I want to, um, I want to get in. I want to know people. I want to network. I want to talk to people. I want to support people and their music and stuff like that. I want to see how it's done. I mean, I'm new. I'm a, I'm the new kid. You know, I don't know. <laughs> how any of this works really, you know? Um, I don't know who knows who or anything. Um, so the goal is to get in and be able to talk and, um, you know, hopefully meet some incredible people and support them and what they do. And hopefully they'll return the favor. So, um, I mean, as many shows or as many people as I can meet in the music scene, which I didn't even realize Myrtle beach has a music scene, you know, <laughs> it has been, and that's been fun to discover is just like, wow, there's so many artists here, you know, that's been really, really cool because I always thought that I had to go somewhere else. I had to go to like Nashville or, or Atlanta or LA or something like that. So it's really cool that literally in my backyard are, you know, all the resources that I would say I need, For you sure. know, so Someone told me one time, better to be a big fish in a small pond, a small fish in a big pond. When like anyone would talk about moving to like Nashville or Damn. LA or whatever, Damn. better yeah. to 
Because they could all sing out there in Nashville. You know, they all play the guitar. <laughs> Everyone's out there. out there trying to do the same yeah, thing. Yeah, everybody's yeah. trying to do the same thing, you know? Yeah. And Except for you. You're doing something different. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Again, again. Thanks. <laughs> this is the this is the Bubba Graham hype episode. <laughs> oh, I appreciate you guys so much. Uh, oh my gosh. So you took a listen to King and Cornbread and Cornrows. What's or that? Did, or did you listen to both? I li- I've listened to both, yeah. You listened absolutely. to both? I remember So what did you what did you think? What really? did I think? Oh I mean I think I liked cornbread and cornrows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I appreciate everything about that. Yeah. But I think King has been the song that really stuck out to me. Oh, just very because, good. Again, with the just the 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 confidence. Yeah. And the and the, the delivery as well. Just yeah. like it caught me off guard because like I try to like have like kind of like think in my brain like what is like what is this guy's voice. Who does it remind me of? And I'm sure there. I mean, there's probably like a lower registered voice out there that it would kind of make sense. But at the same time, it's so unique by itself that I think mm. it's it's kind of hard to really pinpoint a comparison. Yeah. But um, I I I like it as far as like um. I think when it comes to like any like solo pop, like endeavor or any hip hop or rap endeavor, I think like a lot of it is your charisma and whether or not it doesn't have to be the case all the time, but whether or not you really have something to say, just because it's like a very, uh, you know, it's a, it's a lyrical focused like genre for most, for the most part. Mm -hmm. And I think you have the charisma down pat, like exceedingly well. So that's, that's very good. Um, and I've like the, the, when you were talking about other stuff you're working on, as far as like how much you want to branch out. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. So, um, that's what I, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm really, really looking forward. I appreciate you saying that. I'm really, really looking forward to the different sounds we're going to play with. You know, I've got a couple songs. So kiss me like that. That's going to be the next single that comes out. Uh, so you guys get a sneak peek. Uh, kiss <laughs> me like that. That's going to come out. That's the more eighties inspired song um that i'm working with um but then i just wrote um i finally wrote because it was an idea for a long time uh this song called uh big boys and it's just talking about hell yeah dude (laughs) i mean no it's 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 the big boy anthem there's more of us to love it's literally (laughs) about like um, big boys, we can do it better. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's absolutely and, correct. you know, we can do yeah. it better than you, you know? And uh, <laughs> it's just another, and I love to do that, you know, forgive my language, but I love getting on a track and just talking my shit. I just, I just oh. love it. You I can, can work like, blue just, here. I don't know. Oh, okay. You said you listened to the last episode. You can work blue, you know? Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. You're, you're um, like, I, I, I genuinely... Love that. So I wanted to make a song that represented, you know, obviously working on my health and everything. Want to get, you know, healthy, skinny, not so much healthy. I want to be healthy. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, Big Boys is a song just about those guys who may feel a little underappreciated, <laughs> but can have a song that's just like, forget you. I'm 
I'm awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you, all these gym bros online talking about, oh, yeah. you're just yeah, fat. Garrett. You're <laughs> fat. You're fat. You're not good for anything. You're just lazy. You're stupid or whatever. And, you know, to give give confidence, you know, in an area that I haven't seen before from another guy. Like, not just hearing it from a, a lady friend, but like being able to say to another dude, you're awesome. Let's do it. You know what I mean? So, big boys, I'm really excited about that. I can't wait to see what we're what we're gonna do with that, I actually um, actually play with a couple of lyrics in there that I'm sure when you guys hear it, you'd be like, "Oh, I know what where he got that from." Um, so, um, uh, what else? And then I've got, excuse me, then I've got Petty Betty and a Petty Betty. I can't wait for that one. That's gonna be good. Uh, that's essentially a song about this the this woman in the community in every <laughs> old southern community that knows everybody's business oh. and will tell everybody's business and um isn't really even familiar with what's going on in her own home you know but is a is a blab to everybody and i'm really excited about well, that that's a different sound different different take so I, i'm really excited for you all to hear uh hear that kind of stuff because mm. there's going to be a lot of creativity thrown there yeah yeah. Sounds like it. Teddy bear. So this is the Comeback King? The Comeback King, yeah. yes. And uh, King and Cornbread and Cornrows yes. is already on Spotify. Yes. And uh, the majority of people I know have already listened and enjoyed it. So, uh, wait, wait what, be, what other people have listened to it? I, yeah. I have to show I've every. Sh- I've shown everyone. I've, sh- I've sent it Wait, to. Wait, what? Yeah, I sent <laughs> I it to show- a group chat. I, s- I, showed, <laughs> yeah. I showed some other people. Word of yeah. mouth, man. It's yeah, dead. dude. Yeah. Please, this is, <laughs> awesome. this is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I appreciate you guys yeah, doing that. That's so exciting. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's really, really cool. Yeah. So, um, you got the album coming out. Yeah. And uh, what about have you have any put any thought into like any live performances? Yeah. So I've definitely put uh, in some thought to live performances. I know the, and this is this is no shade to anybody or anybody who you know does this uh because you do it you get it how you live you you do it the best way you know how but i know for me i would definitely like to give an experience rather than me just kind of getting up there with a mic and a laptop and That's yeah. fair. just you know what i mean and now, like i said there's no shade to anybody you know because you do what you work with whatever you've got right um but i want to get to a point to where now obviously like if push comes to shove and i've just got to you know do a performance for something or somebody wants to see me perform then hey whatever but i personally would like to wait until i've got a group of people who can play alongside me to be able to genuinely give a live performance that's what i would prefer as an artist um because I, I even want the guys, whoever plays with me, to be able to take Cornbread and Cornrows or to be able to take King and make it their own with the instruments. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, so, yeah. So that, I mean, that's that's what I'm, I'm, I'm looking for. I'm really excited about the idea of touring. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> I don't know anything about, you know, going and playing. I mean, I've, I've done live performances like i've seen sang in different places within the community different churches different so i i can perform it's just that in the capacity of like a band and me as an artist that's what i'm 
I'm really jazzed about. I'm yeah. really excited about that. And before this gets away from me, I er, way early on you said acting. Yeah. Did you what, what acting? Um. So I, as an extra. Oh. Oh. Okay. As an extra, yeah. I've been in a few movies. Oh wow. wow. So what yeah. movies? Um. This is half. This is halfway a movie podcast. Arguably the um, most romantic movie in the world, um, The Notebook. What? Whoa. I was in The Notebook. <laughs> wow. I'm oh, actually wait, they playing did, the violin in they The Notebook. Filmed, they filmed some of that in Charleston, Yeah, right? they filmed yeah. right down there in Charleston and Beaufort, and that's where we were. Oh. So The Notebook, Spy Kids 2, Wow. Uh, no Man. What was the last? What was the, what, Spy well, Kids 2. Spy the, Kids 2, yeah. And what? Yeah, um, Joanna Man, um, about the guy who... Um, who lost his contract or whatever to play professional basketball? So he pretends to be a, a chick to play with the women or whatever. It was it's an old it's an older two thousands movie. Yeah. Really really funny. So I was in that. Um, I was in Cold Mountain with Jude Law and Nicole Kidman. Um, Jude Law. Hmm. I yeah he actually yeah. gave me a coin. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah he gave me a coin <laughs> and he was just like keep going and he signed my uh, my headshot that was like. Best wishes or something like that, July, and I was like, oh, "That's awesome! Um, that's so cool!" And also, too, I gotta say this for the podcast, so the rest of the world can hear this. Rachel McAdams kissed me on my face. Wow! <laughs> on the set of the Notebook, I said it here. If she denies it, she's a liar. Oh, uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Sorry, Rachel McAdams. Oh um, no, she. When I was really, really, really young, because I was like ten or something like that, uh-huh. and I think she just gave me a peck on my cheek, and you know, I hey, was. Hey man, that counts. I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, so me and Rachel McAdams went out for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we that. practically dated. Like, what yeah. do you mean? Like, um, you know, and obviously Ryan Gosling wasn't that. Did he kiss he, you too? No, he didn't kiss me, but <laughs> did gave me. Um, he let me sit in his. Uh, his actor's chair, which oh, was wow. pretty cool. That's wow. sick. And he was, he was nice. He was really, really, they were all really nice, but you got to also think they were like really young then, you know? Oh, sure. Um, sure. Well, yeah. And uh, they were, they were really, really nice. What about Spy Kids 2? What did you Spy do? Spy Kids 2. I was just an extra in there. They, they were filming it at Six Flags, the whole amusement park oh, scene oh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I met um, Daryl Sabara, who played Junie, and I met Alexa Vega, who plays the sister, and got pictures with them and stuff like that. So that's fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's that crazy. That is awesome. It's that is so a, cool. A young age to have such yeah, experiences. Well, all all props to my parents. They they were the ones that really um you know, got me out there and I really appreciated them. And when I was younger, I really didn't appreciate it. Let me say on record, I did not really appreciate that cuz I did not understand getting up at five o'clock in the morning to go <laughs> somewhere to go film a movie. But as I got older, I started to realize that that was kind of exciting, you know, yeah. something something fun to do. That's really something cool. Something to look forward to. Like also your parents encouraging that too. Yeah. Like, I guess they saw in you that you had that. So they were like, let's let's yeah. let's see if we can, you know, yeah, yeah. let them it use was, it. It was really, really cool that they, um, they just allowed me to have that experience at a young That's age. That's really sick. Um, and then when I got to college, my, I, so I have two bachelor's degrees. I have public relations communications and I also have theater. And um, can you guys guess how many theater productions I auditioned for oh my at God. Coastal? Uh, let's see. I mean. How, there for what? Four so I was there for five years five undergrad. Years. So like and what? then an extra year for. 11 or 12. Okay. What's your guess then? I'd say. Maybe like fifteen to twenty. 
Zero. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> zero. I auditioned for zero once again, going back to um, just the belief in myself. I didn't think that I was oh, good enough. Wow. Oh, shit. You know, like I, I was in classrooms with these kids who I convinced myself that like, I'm like, wow, they really do this. This is their life. Not even realizing that like, dude, you're just as talented as them. You know what I mean? Um, so I just kind of stayed in the background and did all the sets for the theater, like stagecraft and everything like that. But I wanted to be on stage, but I was a little too afraid. Um, and that takes me back to the notebook that I was in. Actually, there was a scene. You guys can go back and watch it. There's a scene in the notebook where um, there's a little black kid dancing with Ryan Gosling. And guess what? That was not me. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um, and that wasn't me. But in that same scene, I'm sitting behind them playing the violin okay. and, or playing the fiddle. And what's crazy, what nobody will even know, but I mean, until now, is that like uh, someone there on set that was working on that scene came up to me and was like, hey, before the scene was even shot, hey, we would like, uh, you know, we heard you can dance. We'd like. Would you like to get up and dance with our star, dance with our with our, 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 our lead? And it excited me so much, but then immediately I was met with fear. I was like, no, this is crazy. I won't be able to do it. So I pretty much told them, I was like, no, I don't want to do it. And so in history now, on in cinematic history, we have Bubba in the background of a scene that he could have been up dancing in and tying that into the music. Similarly, I just got tired of sitting in the background. Yeah. I was like, I can do this. I can dance too. I can sing too. I can write music too. I don't want to sit in the background anymore. I'm tired of being afraid. I'm tired of being afraid of looking stupid or, 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 Falling on my face, whatever. So what? You keep going. So I'm grateful that I have that moment because I can always look back to that and like I just did have that comparison and say, yeah, that was me once upon a time. But now I'm in the front. Now I'm out dancing. Now I'm doing what I want to do. So, yeah. That's great. So I, that's, I feel like that's a good place to uh, leave it for now. Uh, but, cause, but again i just i really appreciate how i think everyone everyone i've talked to about you sorry that other people are having conversations about you without you but no it's all, it's all right um, i didn't even know people were talking but about it's everyone saying to. the same thing just like this guy is completely driven and passionate and then hearing you say all these things telling your story it's just I, I like. I'm, I'm i'm glad you you decided this for yourself and that yeah. you're 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 taking over and yeah really cool so yeah, about I, to... I feel inspired again just like hearing you yeah, talk it's about definitely put again. a pep in my step yeah like really yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm gonna take over the world so, so, yeah, you know. i don't know i just my mission man if anything if i had a mission statement is that i want to be able to tell each and every person with my music with me just being a friend with me just being a person another human being you are badass. Do it. 
Yeah. I don't care what it is. I don't care if no one has ever done it before. I don't care if nobody in your family believes you. I, I, I don't care. Do it. Do it. And the resources will find you. Just take that first step. Just If you sing, start singing. If you write, start writing. Whatever you do, just start doing it. And your gift will make room for you. You will be able to do the things, some of the things that you would like to do, if not all. But you would never know if you don't take that chance. If you don't take that chance, if you don't believe in yourself. I mean, I believe in myself more than anybody ever will. And that's the thing that I, guys, I've never had this before. So when I'm speaking as passionately or performing as passionately or Talking about all this stuff, it's it's coming from a place of genuine, like authentic belief because once upon a time, I didn't believe in myself. And I'm not about to have anybody take it away from me. You could say that it sucks. You could say, oh, it wasn't your best work. You could say, oh, you could do better. That's all great. That's all fine. I'm still going to do exactly what I feel like I was called to do. And that is to entertain that is to make music and then also too i mean i don't want to draw this out too long but i'm writing a fantasy series and all kinds what? of stuff <laughs> you know I'm, I'm really really concept, excited about concept album that. <laughs> i'm really excited about that that's going to be sick you know that's in a in a different era of bubba you know it's a little diff- different a little podcast. down the road once we once we get to where we're going but that's yeah, fantasy I, I, I really appreciate you guys so much for having me on and talking to me about well, I appreciate it. I'm so you. glad you wanted to come on. Yeah. I told you, I was like, ah, I've got this podcast and kind of just like shit around, but I'm leaving like inspired to like do more shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm so yeah, glad absolutely. you agreed to come on. Thank absolutely. you so much for being here, dude. Yeah. And it's not all just talk. You're actually doing, you got the songs yeah. and the album coming. So appreciate it. That's good. Um, yeah. So again, King. Yes, King. Cornbread and Cornrows. Yes. Uh, yes. Where where can people uh, find you? And stuff? Yeah, so you can find me on any social, uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, I am Bubba Graham. Just type that in. That's B-U-B-B-A-G-R-A-H-A-M. You can find me anywhere. Um as well as find me on Apple Music and Spotify. Type in Bubba Graham. You'll see my big smiling face there. <laughs> and um, yeah, let's rock and roll. Yeah, Hell yeah, dude. Well, thanks for all this that. This is awesome. Appreciate it. Thank you for coming out. And this, it's still raining. I can't tell, but, you know, <laughs> appreciate that again. Absolutely. Um, so we, uh, we got some shows. I think. Uh, yeah. When yeah. does this come out? Okay. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, oh yeah, we've got the we've got the weekend run coming up this time. Yeah, okay the the weekend run. So uh, let's see, June 29th in uh, Wilmington. Yep, Wilmington at Barzar. <laughs> June- uh, the whole the whole weekend run is with our buds Spider Bucket. Yeah. So June 29th, we're at Barzar in Wilmington with uh, Pillow Club. That's Moss. You met Moss, and I forgot the other band. Fuck, I forgot the other band. Hold on. It's, a, it it's, a, it's in Wilmington. It's in Wilmington. <laughs> June 29th. June 29th. At the Bazaar, June uh, 30th. June 30th. Uh, please help us out. Uh, the show dropped. <laughs> yeah. Um, July 1st, we are at Shanghai Nobbies in St. Augustine. Um, and then in uh, July 2nd, we are in Orlando, Florida at Uncle Lou's Entertainment Hall. Uncle Lou's Entertainment Hall with Bozo, Bay Street, Bewitched by You, and Ocean's End. I remembered that bill. Right on. <laughs> but uh, uh, you'll see it all posted on the. 
what Andrew's about to get to. Yes. So <laughs> you you have that at Windley underscore band, which I'll say again over and over again until I get tired of it. Um, <laughs> but also Myrtle Beach shows because we're based out of Myrtle Beach. Damn at Myrtle, Myrtle Beach shows. shows is what you go to to look at all the shows that happen in Myrtle Beach. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, July 6th. It's a Thursday. So it's not a Myrtle Beach show. Technical. Technical. Hmm. That's Technical. Weird. Um, but it's a Thursday show at the Ville Skate Shop at 8.30 p.m. with Drew Bears, Electric Pleasure, uh, Waterdeep from Washington, D.C., and the local legends Ocala, July 6th at DeVille. Uh, July 8th at Fresh Brewed, $10 at the door, 8 p.m. Saturday. A uh, bunch of crazy punk bands and stuff. Uh, Pleasure Island, Middle Earth, and MC Cum Dogs. <laughs> okay, and then uh, July 15th at Arcadia Studio. Uh, Saturday at 7.30 p.m., $10 at the door. Circleback, uh, Harm, Candescent, and Pressure Falls, July 15th, Arcadia. And let's see, July 29th at Fresh Brood, there's the Blight Moth, Stank Face, Hyperloops, and uh, Orange Doors, July 29th at Fresh Brood. That's a Saturday, 8 p.m., $10 at the door. July 30th at Arcadia, that's a Sunday, uh, 7 p.m., $10 at the door. Nag, uh, Corridor, Circuit and Relief. And then uh, Arcadia again, August 12th on a Saturday, uh, 7.30 p.m., $10. Manhack, uh, Severed by Dawn, Box Ghost, uh, Blood of a Saint, and Strike Face. And that is all I have at the moment. We've got more. We've, we're booked through November. Yeah, we so just haven't announced everything yet. Maybe we'll do a winter winter solstice Myrtle Beach shows uh, preview thing. Maybe and Bubba Graham will play on a... Oh, um, I'd be into that. I, I mean, I want y'all oh, want me to, dude. Of course we do. We want you. We want <laughs> you. We want second. you. By on. that time, you know the album will be out. So yeah, make an album release. Show. Yeah, that would be fun. So that what was it? What was your stuff? One more time, Bubba. Yeah. So you can find me everywhere. Uh, I am Bubba Graham on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, um, and then you can find me, of course, on Apple Music and Spotify. Bubba Graham, uh, B U B B A G R A H. A.M. Yeah. And thank you again. Really. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you all so much to, for having me. Good luck to you and all that. Everything you do, I hope it, I mean, I'm sure it will with oh, your, yeah, with your fucking gonna drive and shit. It's going to be it's good. Be good. But, uh, yep. Devin, you have anything else intelligent to say? Probably not. Oh, I never do. Yep. All right. So <laughs> if, uh, for more Windley crap, you got to follow at Windley underscore band and check out windleyhub.blogspot.com. And uh, what did I say last time? Have a good night and a happy dance tomorrow? What? I don't remember. Yeah, you said something stupid. stupid. All right, well, goodbye. See you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.